Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. This is the broadcast for December 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, faith-filled Friday. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me both hours. FreedomsRisingSun.com is website. They're attacking his webinars, proving he's right over the target when it comes to the promotion of God, family, and country, the protection of life, liberty, and property, doing so using his To Preserve the Nation book and collegiate series, and conducting Q&As on the Constitution and on issues of the day every week. Check it out, freedomsrisingsun.com, and hopefully they can get that all worked out. In the meantime, you're hoping for lower gas costs for 2024. I want to talk a little bit about 2024, what we expect and think and everything else. So I guess Gas Buddy is predicting for 2024 an average price of 3.38 or $3.38 per gallon uh, on an average for 2024. So they say gas prices are going down a bit. Uh, pray they're right because gas is out of control, but so is almost everything else. But Dr. Bradley, there's their prediction. What's your prediction for 2024? Well, uh, here's, I mean, there's, this is kind of a multifaceted answer again, because <laughs> there's, there's no single thing that will bring it about. But I, I, what popped into my mind instantly when you said that was 2024 election. I think that there's going to be a manipulative process in so many facets, so many aspects, so many issues where there's going to be a, um, a, a let's let's see if we can make your life let's paint less painful so that you'll keep me in office. Now, whether it's congressmen or senators or presidents or whatever, I believe that that manipulative process will be brought about um, through the year. I mean, Biden will even make some overtures about trying to control immigration, for crying out loud. What he should be impeached on, not some of this Bravo Sierra. I mean, yeah, that, all of those are bad things about the bribery and extortion and everything like that with the oil people in Ukraine and helping his little buddy son get the Chinese money. All of that stuff has probably got to be in the hopper. But the big, 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 big thing is the And the, the easy absolute, thing, let's be clear, and the easy thing. Yeah is dereliction of duty on protecting the nation from invasion, okay? So I think, and I'm getting off track again, I know I'm guilty of a lot of things, and that's one of them. But I think that Biden may even step up and say, we're going to take control of our borders. And, and you go, holy cow, the guy's our hero. Let's put him diapers and all back in office. Okay, whatever. The fact of the matter is that if, if there's something they can manipulate, whether it's an inflation rate, whether it's your interest rate, and they on will. Your home. They're talking about lowering interest rates in 2024 already. Absolutely, this is part of the manipulative process. And what happens is the electorate has such a short-term memory. I mean, it's like <clears throat> Alzheimer's in reverse. They all the thing they remember is what's there right now, and and so the. Um, Manipulation of interest rates, of gasoline yeah. prices, of and, inflation rates. And here's rates. the lead. Here's the lead for Barack, or for Joe Biden changing his tune on the border or doing something about the border to appease everyone. Headline says this: Big city mayors vent at Texas. Migrant buses being shipped. Democratic leaders of New York, Chicago, and Denver say they're overwhelmed. 
um, by these, quote, asylum seekers, uh, etc. Newser with the peace. Um, and the interesting thing about all this is they're all complaining now. Before they said there's no crisis at the border, no big deal. Now they say there's a crisis. They're mad at Texas for busing people everywhere. Texas literally just passed a law signed by the governor, Abbott of Texas, saying, hey, the federal government's not doing the job on the border, and we have the authority and the right constitutionally to step up if the federal government doesn't do what it was uh, contracted to do. Uh, And now uh, I guess the federal government's going to try to sue Texas to stop this action and this law from taking effect. I think the state has every right to defend their borders and their interests, uh, and the general government has authority to do so, and if they fail to do so, I think the state has every right and every authority to step up and stop this kind of illegal um, criminal behavior, Doctor. Well, there's no question the states have all of that. And by the way, a couple of, you know, there's multiple facets again that we talk about. Who is doing the most shipping around the nation? It is the general government. They are shipping people all over the nation. Yeah, Abbott's sending a few busloads here and there. There's no question about that. But the general government, if you come in, they basically say, oh, where do you want to go? Here's your ticket. You can come back and appear before the judge if you get around to it. And so they put them on a plane, a bus, or whatever, and they ship them. Okay, so that's already happening. And, and it really the big issue is the, was the invasion that's been happening and it, it happened through Trump, too. Trump was much more control-oriented that way. But certainly through the Biden years, that's an impeachable process. His willingness to completely enforce the law, that the Congress had the authority to create Article 1, Section 8. And in Article 2, he says, he shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. He's not doing that. That's an impeachable process. All the other things are icing on the cake. But so, yes, the states Congress, do. MAGA Mike Johnson or Kevin McCarthy that preceded him, none of these people are serious. They're no, busy they're going, not. oh, we found another check where, where Joe's brother paid Uncle Joe or whatever, and or Joe's niece got something, and they're off on this. What are they even wasting their time on all that for? I'm not saying okay. that there's not criminal activity that should be prosecuted, but what I'm saying is they already have enough evidence. They can cleanly put together solid articles of impeachment on this border issue. You could literally point to the Democrats now that I just that I just told you, okay? Three huge city mayors complaining. They're complaining to Texas, but why is it Texas's fault? Texas is merely saying we can't handle it either, and we're going to ship them to you guys. Then they complain, but then what they do is they ship them elsewhere too, right? Um, you literally had in the southeast in New York and everything. They got these migrants from Texas or whatever or, or Florida, and then they. They turn around and ship them somewhere else and stuff like that. They're doing the very same thing. Everybody is suffering from this. The Democrats tried to pretend the Republicans were lying about the border crisis and that it was a Donald Trump crazy, nefarious idea. Now everybody's admitting it's a problem. All in preparation for, as you wisely point out, um, Joe Biden will do something different on the border. And he will because that's what needs to happen for the election because everyone sees it now. Even the Democratic mayors are setting the stage for this now. Okay, well, so, that's what, 10 million voters too late? Yeah, I mean, literally and truthfully, uh, the states do have the privilege of defending their borders. We are yeah, let's being say authority invaded. Too. Millions, there are millions of invaders right now. And if you look at the final clause of Article 1, Section 10, you'll read that no state shall engage in war unless actually invaded 
or in such eminent danger as will not admit of delay. So the states can respond. 1916, they, they can, they must, if they're right. doing their duty. Doctor. They have a duty. Let's be to very clear. So. They can't just say, well, we can't do anything because the federal government's supposed to do it. They have an obligation to step up constitutionally if the federal government doesn't. It says right there. And in 1916, they're being they invaded. Did. The problem well, is Mexico- we can debate what an invasion is. They're claiming that, oh, it's not an invasion. Just like we're going to debate what an insurrection is, right? And, and on these words, what does the word is mean is where we're starting to fall because we're taking advantage of people because of their words. We're not looking at the supreme law of the land and the, and the views of the founding fathers. We're just simply running around headless, really, doctor. Okay, so Article 4, Section 4, United States Constitution. Let's go back to basics. The United now, by the way, States... I just want to stop you really quick, though, and say to the Mary McCords of the world, um. She says that we, the patriots, just tap the Constitution in our pocket and tap it and talk about it, but we never refer to it. Listen up, sister. Go ahead, sir. Article 4, Section 4, the United States shall. That's an imperative. It ain't going to be a could, should, maybe, woulda, oughta. It shall. Guarantee to every state in this union a a Republican form of government. Okay, so we're losing that with our democracy move, and we can talk about that sometime. And shall protect each of them against invasion. The Republican government and the invasion thing is right there in less than a sentence. Okay, so so we have an and the word shall is there. It's an imperative. Shall virtually is must. Well, absolutely, and so Joe Biden and his administration and, and this complicit. Uh, Republican Congress and these guys have got to say over our dead body not on our watch we will not allow and so on and so forth this is planned and being carried out you know if it happens in government it was planned I mean that's an old adage you do not have things by accident this this was carried out because of some circumstance that was established and generally I mean the the pandemic for example there were people at planning tables in October of 2019 that knew exactly how this was going to be rolled out. Churches were there, government agencies were there, the 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 federal bureaucracy, its deep state, everybody was at the planning table. Klaus Schwab may not have been there personally, but he had a representative there. I'm thinking this stuff came about planned. Uh, it was rolled out according to not a uh, it, it was not a uh, you know some kind of narrative or anything like that. It was a script. They had the exact yeah. Words even liberals down who used going. to be liberals admit to that and created a movie about it called Plandemic, highlighting yeah. the reality check. This is a liberal that created it. Now he's fairly conservative and stands with a lot of the patriots because he realizes that he's been hoodwinked. But again, even liberals are starting to see this reality check, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is serious. Well, Mickey Willis is, I think, the guy you're referring to. He was yeah, that's uh, right. He was a complete Bernie Sanders guy, documenting That's his right. attempt to be elected, and and then he flipped the and said, "Mickey Willis." I mean, I have to take my hat off to him to say I Amen. was wrong. I was wrong, and and so now he's he's trying to, you know, use his and, and uh, by the way, skills. He was the cat's meow in the industry for a filmmaker until he did this. Now he's just nothing but a nutcase. They claim. Well, I think he's now come to his senses. I, th- I think he has two. He admits and it. He, he lived in Ojai, California, which is the woke capital of California. I lived in Ojai. 
this was 50 plus years ago. Yeah, Ojai is just a, a hop from Camarillo where I grew up. So Yeah, but Ojai really is the woke capital of California. Mickey Willis was the darling of the people there, and he's come out against all of his old buddies and said, you know what, this is done by plan, and we are wrong. And, and he's, oh, anyway. And he highlights uh, the evidence. He does, and he presents it very eloquently in his, his presentations. People should look up what he's put out, and this pandemic thing was just one of them. But, but literally, um, there are people waking up, and the courage of some of these people to say, to say, what, what, wait, 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 I'm, I'm on the more wrong of side of this. Yeah, we do. We need more of it. Even we need... from our own ranks, we need people to have the guts to stand up and make a difference. But look, they're calling Sam Bushman a racist. They don't have any evidence for that claim. Uh, they would say that, oh, I talked to people who, who might believe in, you know, that they can advocate for the white race. That's bad if you advocate for the white race. Of course, you can advocate for every other race, and that's fine. See, that to me is racist. Do you have a black caucus? Or you can't advocate for any race. In, in yeah. Congress? Is, oh, is there a white caucus? I no, wonder. Maybe I missed something. absolutely not, but there should I be. Mean, where did that go? I and mean, I look at the on. NAACP, too, the advancement of the colored people. First off, we don't even use colored. That's an old term that's now out of favor and, and considered racist to use. Nevertheless, that's their name, right? And these people advance the, the causes of colored people, um, and that's okay. But if somebody wants to advocate for their white race, that's not okay. See, I think every culture and everybody should advocate for who they are and their heritage. Okay, well, I think I mean, everybody actually, should want to advance their people, their 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 heritage, their history. Their okay, everyone who has everyone who has children is advancing their race, are they not? So let's not play games. Well, here's the reason that I bring it up. There's a headline. This says this: the American Medical Association, the AMA Foundation, is authoring students at least two scholarships on the basis of race. One of the scholarships, they say, is for black, Hispanic, uh, and Native and Native Alaskan medical students. The other one is only for black students. That's according to their own website of the AMA, the American Medical Association, offering two scholarships solely based on race, doctor. And I say this is wrong and evil and should stop. But see, you then know, they say I'm a racist for even calling them out on it, right? Yeah, that's the problem, is that that we have completely biased in favor of woke, and there is not a a common sense thing in there. Let me just quote you a little quick. You know me; I just always go back to these historical perspectives, and 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 here's George Washington in his farewell address saying, "Citizens by birth or choice." That's all of us guys, of a common country. That country has a right to concentrate your affections. The name of American, which belongs to you in your national capacity, must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than any appellation derived from local discriminations. With slight shades of difference, local discriminations could be race now. It used to be regionalism and all that kind of stuff. But at any rate, going back to this. It doesn't matter what divide factor. It's all the same principle he's talking about here. With slight shades of difference, you have the same religion, manners, habits, and political principles. You have in a common cause fought and triumphed together. The independence and liberty you possess are the work of joint councils and joint efforts of common dangers, suffering, and successes. Okay, so here we have this appellation. Okay, it belongs to us. It's American. 
And and if you stand with that today, oh no, oh no, 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 you're you're the guy that's the racist. You're the supremist. You're the whatever they're going to tag you with. And it is a it's a it's a discounting factor that basically says it's an ad hominem attack is what it really is. They say that's right. Oh, when they've run out of any discussion points, when they've run out of any principles they can point out, when they've run out of any leg of logic to stand on, they say you're too fat or you're ugly or they don't like your hat. Maga hat, it'd be whatever. Yeah, or Sam is a self-proclaimed constitutionalist, you see. Well, okay, um, <laughs> fine. But the fact of the matter is, it's a it's they put you in a box with it. Oh, you're a That's racist, right. or you're a misogamist, or you're. But see, I'm the guy saying we should not have race based anything. Anything, anything. All right, and see, I'm saying that the AMA, the Medical Association, they have no right to give scholarships to people based on race at all. Now, here's the problem: you would say they can choose whatever they want for their own institution. I agree, they can. But they can't call me racist for calling them out on using race as a wedge. I think that we should create another organization that's not racist that advocates for the medical industry. But the next headline says this. Corporate Insider confirms American businesses are going racist at full speed. Reveals people got fired at IBM for not, quote, living up to these uh, uh, DEI. Yeah. That's that, you know, uh, what the heck is the Diversity, DEI? inclusion. Inclusion and equity yeah. and whatever. Okay, yeah. this DEI narrative, WND.com has this piece. Um, but this is highlighting that IBM and Red Hat and everything else are literally telling their employees, hey, you've got to go racist. You've got to give special treatment. You've got to deny white. You've got to promote and, and hire and uh, on and on and on. Based on this race and based on quotas and everything else, they all got caught because these um, corporate insiders are blowing the whistle on it, going, what the heck is happening here now? So they're calling me a racist while all this is going on, doctor. And I'm saying, stop, stop. We're all God's children. We should behave like it, treat each other like it. Uh, If there is a difference in race, everyone should be proud of those differences. In other words, we should be proud of the way God made us. If I'm black, I'm going to advocate for all people in terms of rights, but I'm going to advocate for my my people, my race, my, right? Anybody should. An American uh, is what we should be advocating for more than anything at all. We should advocate for American principles and ideals because that's what we can export to the world for free uh, and something that can make the world a better place. See, we don't think we're great because we're white. We think we're great because we're turning to God rather than government. Any uh, society that does that will be blessed and be protected and be great. Any society that doesn't do that will fail. I don't give a rip what skin color they are. Okay? So we're talking about and teaching about principles on this program. Uh, but while these woke folks and all these companies are just literally breakneck speed head, headed toward racism, including the AMA, I'm the guy called a racist. But I've explained my views many times. I don't think we should use race as a factor in any of these things. The border's about illegality, not race. Absolutely. A nation that cannot or will not protect their borders will not long remain a nation. That's a truism that's existed since ancient Rome. By the way, are you you more okay with a white illegal alien than a different color illegal alien doctor? No, I don't want any of them. I mean, they got people come from China, people come from the Middle East, and... And by the and, way, and it's not that we don't want them. We don't want them to have a better life. It's because it's illegal. 
Yeah. Every nation has the right and responsibility, the duty to protect their borders. But but this thing about your wokeism that's going on, you know, this has been going on a long time. It really, truly has. I mean, the 1965 Voter Act was a cloaked way of doing this. I remember 20-plus years ago, I was a department head and director at a university, and and I I did my hiring based upon qualification. And uh, and so I would do national searches for people, and I, I would do my best to select. I didn't care what color they were, what uh, sex they were, or, or anything. It's, if, they're, if they could contribute, I wanted them on my team. And uh, behind closed doors, uh, the head of AAEO, Affirmative Action and Equal Opportunity, said, uh, Scott, you can't do it that way. You will never find a woman. This is a female director of that department that's telling me this. You will never find a woman that's as qualified as a male in, in these, with their, these credentials. And therefore, you've got to expand your acceptable list. And if you go down the list of qualified applications from number one to number six and draw the line, if there's not a woman in there, you've got to draw it at 10 or 12 or 15, and then you pick the woman. Okay, she told me that behind closed doors. That was cloaked and, and it was quiet and all that kind of stuff, but that was the policy. But today they've they've unrobed. They're, they're running naked to the finish line, if you will, with this overt wokeness that is basically saying we are racist. We are going to have an agenda. And equal protection before the law is no longer an Americanist philosophy. Now, it's it should be. It's organic to our government and our philosophy. <clears throat> but at this point, we've abandoned that largely in these large corporate institutions, whether it's religion or whether it's government or whether it's uh, large businesses or anything. We are now so blasted woke. Uh, we're going to have a hard time coming back up that hill. We've All right. The so federal far. court just had an, an instant uh, late-breaking ruling. Federal appeals court rules that Trump is not immune from lawsuit over January 6th. So let that, uh, you know, sit for a, a second in your mind and know that now, wait took a him off the which ballot court? and now he's not immune. It's an appellate which court. court. Which court? Which court was that? I have did, to look it, it up. It's federal court? Appeals okay. Court. It didn't say okay. in the headline. I'm, I'm, I'm <clears> okay, so, so that will be appealed also. This is not yeah, a final right. <laughs> stake in the ground. This is simply another judge's opinion. And opinions That's are right. like noses. I could call it something else, but opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. And so right now it's an opinion, but right now they're trying to make it as though the Mensheviks and Bolsheviks were at each other's throats 120 years ago, and the Mensheviks, that means minority, uh, lost on a particular case. The Bolsheviks won on a vote that happened within their Congress, and now the Bolsheviks are trying to say, we're the majority, it's going to be us. This is a Menshevik-Bolshevik kind of thing that's happening. It's not a majority rules thing. It is a principles-based solution, and we cannot be caught up in their rhetoric. It's a trap. And to say, oh, federal, uh, the federal appeals court, it's, oh, by golly, that's the way it is. They've, they've decided, well, it's not. It's principles-based, and we've got to push for that always. Anyway, well, go on Stuart story, Rhodes, Sam. Stuart Rhodes did an interview with Jim Hoft over at um, the Gateway Pundit. From jail. And in that interview, Stuart Rhodes basically said, listen, they're going to use insurrection. 
they're going to use conspiracy and entrapment to get Trump just like they tried to get and got Stuart Rhodes uh, and that it's coming. And so when you see this, just know what they're trying to do is they're trying to create synergism in the states. They're trying to get a court of public opinion against Donald so strong, so backed by these robe thug judges who appointed themselves to godhood in a sense, um, to literally turn the tide against Trump where the law won't matter. That's what they're trying to do. Quick pause. We'll come back and talk about it more with Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds. Freedomsrisingsun.com, lovinglibertynet Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally. Every penny will help us grow our presence in the media, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Maine's top election official removing former President Trump from the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. GOP candidate Ron DeSantis tells Fox News it sets a dangerous precedent. Well, the idea that one bureaucrat in an executive position can simply unilaterally disqualify someone from office, that turns on its head Every notion of constitutional due process. DeSantis also said fighting multiple legal battles over elections next year isn't the way to win elections next year. A group leading similar efforts in Michigan, Minnesota and Oregon has thus far failed. In addition, California's Democratic governor has come forward criticizing those who would seek to remove Trump from the election ballots. Ukrainian President Zelensky says his country was hit by another massive barrage of Russian cruise missiles and drones overnight. Officials say 122 Russian missiles and 36 attack drones slammed targets across Ukraine, killing at least 18 civilians. It's the largest such Russian strike since the war with Ukraine began. Western officials and analysts had been warning that Russia would unleash more aerial attacks this winter in order to break Ukraine. Ukraine's fighting spirit. Eight people are being treated or are recovering from injuries sustained when a massive rogue wave hit a beach in California. It happened Thursday in Ventura County as a group of onlookers stood behind a barrier. The wave swept as many as 20 people off the beach. Eight of them were hospitalized. According to the National Weather Service, dangerous rip currents will continue along parts of the California coast through the weekend. Coastal flooding and high surf alerts are being posted along much of the West Coast from the Mexican border to southern Oregon. I'm Ryan Daniels. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now 
you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, news just broke during the show. Federal appeals court rules that Trump is not immune to lawsuits regarding January 6th. Trump claimed that he was immune as president. The ruling is from a three-judge panel uh, at the U.S. Court of Appeals in the D.C., or in other words, Washington, D.C. Circuit, and it stems from several lawsuits that were filed by Capitol Police officers and other Democrats and people who want to seek damages from Donald Trump over the January 6th events. Um, Trump tried to say that it should be dismissed and everything else. Um, there you have it, Dr. Bradley. So it's the D.C. three-judge panel appellate court. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what most people do with everything that comes before them. I'm going to put that in a box. And the box I'm going to label that is is the biased district court of Washington judgeship. They are probably yeah. the most putrid. Well, I don't know. The, the guys, I don't know. There's the 10th Circus Court, the 9th Circus yeah, the ninth Court. Is we call rough. them a circus. <laughs> yeah, we call a lot of these people circus courts for a reason. And, and the D.C. certainly one is, is one where virtually everybody is part of the swamp, okay? So we, we have to keep these things in context. And they do not have a rule of law when they're bought and paid for decisions based upon an agenda that has been, it's been pub, bubbling along, cooking, ready to service, the stick a fork in it, we're done kind of thing. Well, here's we the deal. are in trouble. Here's the deal. There are guidelines about the president of the United States and what he has authority to do. The question becomes, did he break the law and act outside of his authority uh, when he basically peacefully said, hey, go to the Capitol, go to the Congress and ask them to look into election integrity problems? I think that's the rightful remedy. He never called for any violence. He literally gave previous authority to call out the National Guard if there was anything that kind of got out of line. He did his very best, but none of that side of the story is being shown to the public as these judges rule against him, I say that he does have immunity, not because he's special, uh, but because he didn't break any laws, doctor. Yeah, this, this is, again, uh, we talked at the beginning of the first hour about the, the Putin-ish kind of uh, clown show that's going on right now in the American uh, political system. Putin pulls strings and they put people in prison for 19 years or they cancel them off the ballot. Similar type things are happening right now in the United States of America with the people that are, are uh, have been, I mean, these have been sleeper mold kind of people that were put in office. I mean, you know, Jimmy Carter may have appointed some of these people that are, I mean, probably not that far back, but they may have. I mean, certainly there have been The point is they sit there made. through administration after administration after administration. I'll give you an example. Mary McCord is her name. She worked for the Justice Department for like 25 years. She left the Justice Department in 2017. Now she's at uh, ICAP. 
ICAP is this uh, division, if you will, uh, at Georgetown Law. And so she's a visiting fellow now at Georgetown Law. She's a lawyer. And Mary McCorn, she was picked by Obama and elevated by Obama. But then she stayed there during um, part of the Trump administration, too. And then she left. And, well, that's the lady primarily putting together all the attacks on me. She's the one testifying everywhere against me, saying that I'm the access of evil in America and all this other dishonest stuff, misrepresenting what we say about sheriffs, misrepresenting what we say about the Constitution. And so I'm throwing down the gauntlet and challenging her to an open discussion about the Constitution, doctor. Let's just discuss it, Mrs. Law Professor. Let's go ahead and drill down and talk about it. What she's advocating for is for Congress to pass a law that basically outlaws any type of militia slash... um, what you would call military behavior or, or, or whatever, uh, that the people don't have the right to uh, be involved or engaged in that in any way except for through congressional direction. And she's trying to centralize all this kind of stuff. Um, I think she's off of her rock crazy. She doesn't have a constitutional leg to stand on, uh, but there, therefore she's the expert in the room because, hey, she came from the Justice Department, and now she runs this you know think tank, whatever you want to call it, on the law. But she's testifying against anybody who interprets the Constitution as the Founding Fathers did, basically. Well, again, we've we've had a kind. It hasn't been a theme, but it's been mentioned a couple of times during this uh, last couple of hours. You know, we talk about uh, the Whigs and the Republicans and how on page they were with each other. But before that, it was other groups. I mean, the, this kind of stuff has been happening forever, and it's a it's a t- rough and tumble, bare knuckles kind of world we're in, and it's it's getting more so because the deep swamp has had such a, a it's it's been untouchable for so many decades now that they're kind of flexing their muscle this idea that somebody came from the justice department gives them validity and and it it's bravo sierra there is no justice in the justice department at the highest levels now there may be some good people somewhere but they're not there. Well, she was like, like the assistant AG at the Justice Department or whatever this lady and so she's certainly got the credentials. But look, well, I want to point out something I want to point out something behind the scenes that's happening. They are changing the affairs of this nation at breakneck speed, and you don't hear about hardly any of it. There's a headline that says what all business owners need to know about new VOI, or I'm sorry, BOI, Bravo India, or Bravo Oscar India, BOI, reporting requirements. In 2024, you say, what are you talking about? Lisa Ree Millard is the one that produced this report. I've got to play it, doctor, because they've changed the affairs. There's new business requirements, filings required. This is all set up by Congress, the guys that are supposed to do what's right and desize or downsize government and all this. Here's what they've done to us behind the scenes. Listen to Lisa, and then we'll talk about it. Liz? Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one. It's uh, in your test folder. There is a what all business owners need to know. 
Sorry, we played the wrong soundbite, folks. I've got if you're a business owner too. or you're there planning you to become a business owner in this country, there is a major change coming on January 1st that you need to know about. And you're going to need to act right after the first of the year. Now, every business, whether it's a C-Corp, an S-Corp, an LLC, or any type of business entity that is created through filing some sort of documentation with a secretary of state, must now file what's called Beneficial Ownership Information to the Department of Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN. This also includes foreign companies that do business in the United States. Now, this video is going to tell you all about how to file, when you file, and why you have to file. So let's just start with that. Why is this happening? Well, Congress. So back in 2021, both Republicans and Democrats passed the Corporate Transparency Act. This law created what's called the Beneficial Ownership Information, or BOI, requirement to help the U.S. government track down people who are trying to hide or benefit from shell companies or other opaque business ownership structures. So BOI information will include identifying information about the individuals who directly or indirectly own or control a company. So how will you determine who that is. Well, for most small companies, it's going to be pretty obvious. But for bigger companies, FinCEN says the name included in the BOI will be the individual who either directly or indirectly exercises substantial control over the reporting company or who owns or controls at least 25% of the reporting company's ownership interest. The reporting company will have to report the company's legal name, any type of doing business as or DBA, current street address of principal place of business, the jurisdiction where the company was formed or registered, and its taxpayer identification number. Then you'll also have to report the beneficial owner's name, birthday, residential address and upload an image of that person's passport or driver's license. So when will business owners have to file this BOI? So if you have an existing company or LLC that's already been in operation, doing business and registered within your state, you can file starting on January 1st of 2024, and then you will have one year to complete this BOI. But if you are planning to open a business after January 1st of 2024, you will have 90 calendar days from the time you receive notice from your Secretary of State that your business has been registered to complete your BOI. And if you plan on creating a business after January 1st, 2025, you will have only 30 calendar days to file your BOI. Now, it's important to understand filing this information will be free, so you don't have to feel like you have to pay someone to do this for you. The Treasury Department expects many, if not most, will be able to fill out this BOI on their own. But if you have a perhaps complicated business structure, you may want to consult with a lawyer or an accountant. Now, you may be wondering also, who will have access to this BOI information? Well, the government is finalizing those details now, but for sure, the federal government the state government, the local government, and then tribal officials will have access to it, but also in some cases, American financial institutions, as well as certain foreign officials in law enforcement and national security will also have access to this information. Now, I know you're going to have a ton of questions about your specific business entity and who would be the BOI recipient. So there is a lot of information about all of this, and if you want the details straight from FinCEN, I will email them all out to you tonight in my Newsgirl News Roundup email, so make sure you sign yourself up. Dr. Badley, they've just created a whole new Gestapo-type mechanism. 
you will be now under their thumb financially. They will be able to watch every transaction with this personally and corporately. Well, there's no question that that's been coming and actually under their jurisdiction based upon false usurpations that they've been doing. The Patriot Act was a large, uh, a great gulp in, in going that direction. Uh, these kinds of uh, oversight, business-wise, where you make the banker the snitch or uh, the uh, Secretary of State or the uh, whoever in your state that oversees corporations, everybody is becoming the centralizing dossier creator for for these government agencies. And, of course, the, the general government has no authority whatsoever. State government doesn't either. If you look at Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, to interfere with any of the business of anybody at any point, anywhere, I mean, this idea of shutting people down because they weren't socially distancing, meaning they're, they're shutting off businesses, that was all unconstitutional to begin with anyway. Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution says that. You can't mess with people's ability to do business, okay? So, yeah, this is, I mean, everybody should say, and I've thought a lot about this lately, about the fact that there is no jurisdictional authority to give license to even be in business at all. I mean, you can, uh, let's look at our, our friend Kurt that t runs a honey business. He can run a honey business. He should have no boo hire howdy Mother, may I permission asked or anything like that to sell honey out of the back of his truck if he wants. I mean, you know, I don't know how Kurt sells it, but but the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's a that's a, a, about the most basic business thing you can think about, and there is absolutely zero authority for this to occur anywhere across the board, and Congress has no authority to make that action. I mean, that they cannot have jurisdiction over anything that was not delegated in the United States Constitution. There's no business management authority over that Congress has the authority to create anything. So that means that like the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, they couldn't create something that was going to oversee that. OSHA, the FDA, I mean, you pick any of the alphabet soups. This is just another layer of tyranny that they're creating at this point. Well, it's been created a couple, two or three years ago. And sadly, uh, we, the people, just say, well, Congress did it. We should remove every one of those bastards that did it. That's what it should come down to, Sam. These people have no authority over us as they're explaining to us that, that they are our lords and masters. They're not. Yeah, the and, problem and we, is, you know what, divided <laughs> we, we fall. You know, did we stand, stand together, divided but, we fall? But nobody can, right? How do you, how do you, what do you do? Like, I own a business. I'm going to be forced to file this, right? Well, I have some little businesses, too, that I'm sure it'll impinge on my life. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's just a, another imposition. I mean, the Gestapo, the KGB, the Stasi, all of those guys, they would be green with envy of what's available now for government agencies, whether it's within your local government, your state government, or your national government to be able to build dossiers and files and build cases against you. I mean, there's somebody at one point, I don't remember who it is, or I'd give them credit, said something like everybody uh, violates at least federal three federal laws a day or some, some such nonsense. That's yeah. absurd. 
That's absurd, absolutely absurd. Read the Constitution. Are you counterfeiting, Sam? No. Are you involved no. in piracy? No. I mean, these kinds of things are all that's under their jurisdiction. All crime, except for those delegated in the Constitution, are beyond the purview of the general government. And, you know, St. George Tucker wrote about that. The Constitution was about it. The, the, uh, the Bill of Rights expresses that. I mean, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment were catch-alls. If, if we didn't mention a right, you still got it. And if we didn't delegate a right to the general government, they don't have it. These things have got to be brought to the forefront again. But again, our education system is so whacked out, teaching wokeness and, and the religion of man's uh, learning and everything, that, that we've forgotten all of these things. It's absolutely tragic. It's a travesty. It's something that will be the demise of the nation. And, and I think they're just pushing buttons and pulling levers to the point that they're going to see how far we'll go before there is pushback. And someday that'll happen, maybe, if we haven't become all sheep in the, the corral somewhere waiting for the slaughter. Yeah, Joe Manchin hinting that he might jump into the ring. You mean the, the presidential ring? That's the hintings. Well, tell me about it a little bit. I don't know. Well, they say Joe Manchin makes 24 announcement that makes Biden's heart stop. And really, he's speak, speaking at some event. Uh, that kind of makes people believe that it's going to be a uh, he's scheduled to speak at what's called the New Hampshire Forum next month, fueling speculation that it might lead to a White House run because the program is usually designated for presidential contenders. Well, yeah, I mean, New Hampshire, I mean, that's kind of early in the whole process. Yeah, so anyway, the, the idea is that Joe Manchin might run. I, I, I don't know that there's any evidence that he will, but there's concern and hint that he might. It's well, getting West messy Virginia, fast for 2024, West, I'll tell you that right now. West Virginia doesn't have a big footprint electorally, and I think he's kind of, I don't know, I think he's got a little more pride in his his uh, position in the world that he maybe ought to have. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, there's people that are saying, we don't have a candidate. I mean, because, I mean, who, is Joe Biden a candidate? Really? Really? I mean, be 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 real. Uh, has he got any status, standing, anything other than his incumbency, which was bestowed illegally, I believe? Uh, anyway, I I just don't. I just it's just a shocking to me that that the Democrats continue to hang on to this piece of straw as the Titanic goes down. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. But Joe Manchin, I guess, you know, New Hampshire will be on the docket pretty quick, so maybe we'll hear something, you know. That's always possible. Anyway, I found that kind of interesting as late-breaking news that they're kind of hinting at that. I kind of expect Hillary to jump in or Michelle Obama or somebody else to kind of jump in. Uh, my guess is it's going to be Donald against Michelle. Well, now, I know Michelle, people are saying, they're... well, Michelle doesn't want it. She won't do it. But Barack does. And Barack can, you know, in influence michelle you know and you know what they'll do eventually is they'll probably say hey uh you know michelle obama is she tra transgender do we got the first gay couple in the white house uh for the second time <laughs> so well, you know i don't know what all this means but it's very very strange uh indeed i'd be a little and I'm bit telling surprised. you right now while they continue to lock us down they continue to let joe and hunter just run around free all over the world 
taking all the money in the world, and the Republicans virtually are doing nothing while they let Donald Trump get barbecued at the stake. Now, Philadelphia is in the news. I guess Philadelphia has a problem with, with electric vehicles, Dr. Bradley. And they have a plan to procure electric vehicles for a, quote, official city business. The problem is it's ran into a snag. Too many city workers are charging their work vehicles all at the same time, glog, or clogging up the uh, pool of chargers in the whole city. So people are just melting down and being forced to wait for hours. Public charging locations in Philadelphia are often swamped throughout the day with large lines. Uh, and um, it's like you got to be here 40, 50 minutes, and then you got to charge your car. One guy from Uber, he's an Uber driver, he says, man, I just, I just can't work. I can't get this done. I can't. We're already seeing the catastrophe created by these electric vehicles now. It's a failed plan, but they're forcing it down our throats anyway with our tax dollar subsidies, doctor. Well, it's just, I mean, it'll think about it. It'll be more government inefficiency, which there's something to be said about government that's broke down and gridlock and everything like that. But but absolutely, I mean, these these charging things that are going on, they're, they're under uh, allocated or, or dispersed at this point. And the long wait lines are going to get longer. The grid won't handle it. The time to charge and the length of charge will be held, all of those are questionable as cold weather comes upon us. Uh, the, the whole thing is an absolute disaster. And to say that the government is picking in the winners and losers on this thing is just another government overreach in every way, shape, and form. The free market, you know, I've told you before, I'm kind of a free market kind of guy. Uh, the free market is not being allowed to work on this thing, and, and these are being foisted on us, foisted, literally. By the way, did you hear about that uh, big wind uh, factory on the Osage Indian uh, Reservation that, uh, that's been shut down? Yeah, they had They're to pull the plug. It, didn't, it just didn't do any good. It caused all kinds well, of problems. It well, didn't have any efficiency. The, actually, the, the way that this is happening is that the company did not get the uh, appropriate permissions from the, the Native American nation to be able to run them, and they're shutting down 87 of these bazillion-dollar big fans, you know, swindle, we call them, because it's, it's by wind and it's a swindle at any rate. Um, no, that, that just was in the news here recently, too. I mean, this renewable energy thing is a complete swindle, oh, and a scandal, it'll sure. never win back. And the only and, one that calls it a scandal is RFKJR uh, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Both of them are willing to call it a scandal, but nobody else is at all. James Comer or whatever just sent me another email saying the evidence is overwhelming. Well, then why don't we prosecute and arrest then? Well, I just don't understand. Don't just email me over and over and tell me how overwhelming it is as a fundraiser. If the evidence is overwhelming of criminal activity, arrest and prosecute then. It, it's a fundraising ploy. We talk about this all the time, Sam. It just is so maddening to me to think that, that we <laughs> they're, they're sure we're all patsies. They're just sure we're all patsies. And we are. We, we I'm just saying, let's prosecute and arrest and prosecute if it's really that overwhelming. Do your impeachment. Let's go. Do, do your impeachment. Get them out of office. Then let's put them through the criminal system. Let's put them in jail. I mean, whatever the evidence leads us to. But let's stop this nonsense of, of their playing us as patsies uh, to, to be able to feather their continued holding of office. They like their offices. 
Yes, it's a pretty do. cush job. It's a, it's it's a position of power. There's money involved in it. I mean, come on, we've we've put all of the good goodies on the table for them to swoop it up. It's just astonishing, just astonishing. Yeah. But you know what, folks? Let's stay grounded. We do know that God lives. We do know that he loves us, and we do know that he's given us a blueprint by which we can preserve ourselves. It's in the Bible. And if we turn and repent and humble ourselves before him, he will protect us and heal our land. Okay? The guidelines from God are clear. The author of our liberty. Now it's up to us to double down in promotion of God, family, and country. And to do so in the traditions of the founders, to use the checks and balances, to stand for America, to stand up for the supreme law of the land and, and, and revive and bring back, have a revival to God of, of, of morality and religion in America. And then to use the supreme law of the land, pure application of the principles that made America great can do it again. We can't talk about making America great again without a liberally, pardon the phrase, liberally applying the principles that made America great the first time. Okay, we've got to be a light on a hill. And the only way that's going to happen is if we look to God with humility. If we take religion and morality seriously, we have a prayer. And if we don't, I'm telling you right now, we don't have a prayer, doctor. Final statement. Well, I, I believe it all really has always boiled down to our alignment with our maker. And, um, and it's by his good graces that we have all that we are and all we may become. And he granted us the greatest, freest, strongest, most happy, most prosperous nation, most respected nation that ever existed on earth. He gave it at great cost to so many that he raised up to bring these things about. It's a sound, principled uh, foundation. We have a trail back to that. It's well marked. It could be well understood. The document called the United States Constitution, you could read it in a short period of time this morning before you go do anything else. And you could say, wait a minute, where's all of this extra government power coming from? It's not there. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments are very explicit. And and all of that is is based on the Word of God that came to us through the ages, and the, this was kind of rolled together into a form of government that used that as its basis. And if we go back to it, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. But if we won't, there's going to be a comeuppance at some point. And um, Rome had it. They were great. We could have it. We are great, or, or were once, and it could come up and bite us on the behind. Absolutely. Well, I'm the guy to stand for God, family, and country, and I'm the guy to promote protecting life, liberty, and property, and I'm the one that says pure application of these simple, humble, God-ordained principles are the keys to our liberty. And if we do so, we'll be in great shape, and if we don't, we're in serious, serious trouble, and we'll be swept off the land our founding fathers fought so hard to make available for us. There's a promise, a covenant with God, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot ignore that reality check. If you do, you do so at your own peril. All right, there you have it. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check out his collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation. And hopefully his weekly webinars will be up again soon. To Preserve the Nation, freedomsrisingsun.com. Lovingliberty.net, God Save the Republic of the United States of America.